This is Ignition Point, Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast where every day we work to help students excel through critical thinking, problem solving, collaboration, and use of our lifelong guidelines and life skills. Today's podcast is a part two of an interview with Dr. Linda Jordan. Linda is a person that comes to our school and helps us uh, train our staff on different things that are happening in the model of education that we use, as well as keeping abreast of things that are happening in the broader uh, realm of education. And so this has been a great discussion as we've talked about how assessments need to be different, standards-based grading, mastery-based learning, those sort of things. And so we want to now rejoin the podcast with Dr. Linda Jordan. Well, and you look at, it's hard as an adult to think of it this way, but our seniors were born probably 2005, 2006. Mm -hmm. So in reality, they've not ever known a world that didn't have an iPhone because the iPhone came out in 2008. Yes. And so, you know, they've... You know, and, and an adult, you go, oh, no, you know, the world before you had a phone at your fingertips, they don't know that. And so one of the things we talked about, Dr. Daggett, when he was here, talked about, too, of we've got to help prepare them for their future and not our past and understand that they're going to have different connections. They're going to have different uh, words. They're going to have, you know, different different ideas that they're going to go back to that you go, well, why did you even go back to that thought or that idea? It's because they're living in a different world than what we experience, which is fine to recognize that and say, well, I am who I am because of what I've experienced, but my kids are going to be who they are as an adult based on what they're experiencing right now and how can we help them learn what they need to know so that as they go walk out in that world as an 18-year-old, 19-year-old, um, that they'll have the tools they need to be successful. And then the question comes back to, well, what are those tools, Right. Right. And if we know what those tools are, then how are we ensuring that they're getting those tools and that they're mastering those tools? And is that more important than maybe something that in the past we've always said was was the important thing at school? Well, in the past, the important thing at school was a gatekeeper. Assessment was seen as a gatekeeper. Mm -hmm. If you could pass this bit of knowledge on a test, we would let you go to the next grade. Um, the next institution, right. the next whatever, that it was all based as a gatekeeper kind of idea. And now we really look at assessment as seeing what do you know and don't know, and how do I give you feedback and fill those gaps? And that's a very different way to look at yeah. assessment. So old world, gatekeeper. You move on, you yeah. don't. So good memorizers did very well. Yep. But that doesn't mean that they understood the knowledge or could apply it. Yep. We are interested in students who understand it, can think critically about it, can help make wonderful decisions based on the constant changing world we live in. So we want the assessments to help us guide us, guide them towards their future and what that's going to look yeah. like. So it's not a gatekeeper. It's a way for us to know what they know and what they don't know, and for them and us to be able to use that standards grace baiting, grading to get us to there. Yeah, you know, and when you say that gatekeeper, I mean, for a lot of adults listening to this, the gatekeeper for them going from high school to college was what their ACT or SAT score was. Mm-hmm. And we know more and more universities are dropping that as a requirement, you know, where it's, a, it's an ACT or SAT optional enrollment. And there's other ways to get into that. And so it's realizing that that's only going to get more, that's not going to get less as we go forward. And so understanding that there is still going to be this this time period where you can take the ACT, SAT to get, you know, to make that jump into whatever it is maybe that you're looking at doing. But that's already starting to change. 
And assessment is always going to be there, whether it is um, if you are going to have to take the assessment to pass the health test to work in this restaurant and you know mm -hmm. to wash your hands, which you're hoping everybody has learned. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's going to be an assessment to get a driver's license. Yeah. There's always going to be certification type tests that is a bit of a gatekeeper. I mean, do you want your doctor had to have passed their medical test? You have so, so there's going to always be assessments. So I don't want to throw everything away. Right. But we have to do a better job of not making that the ultimate score. The idea is, is what do we do every single day to make sure kids know what they know that's going to lead to that? Yeah, absolutely. And so that's, you know, kind of thinking about how we do assessment, how we try to do it differently, and, and not saying that when you walk into our classes here at CBA, you're still going to see standard, you know, you'll still see those standards, uh, standardized type tests occasionally. You know, you're still going to see multiple choice tests come up. You're still going to see... Uh, some memorization in there because like you said there's there's skills there that they do need to know how to do they knew they do need to know how to take a multiple choice test the until they change the driver's test right you still have to go take that it, it's a computerized test as opposed to a written test but it's still a multiple choice test and so we we want them to have those skills so you'll still see that on campus it's not that we've thrown that out but it's looking for other ways to assess and when you were talking about the difference between formative and, and summative for some people, you know, when they hear you say, well, we should be assessing them all the time, that's overwhelming for them because they're thinking of like pop quiz every time you turn around, you know, those kind of... That, there that, goes that dopamine. That's right. <laughs> that kind of test. But that's not what we're talking about whenever we say you're assessing them because that assessment could th come through a conversation. That assessment could come through a game that we're playing in a classroom. It could come through us acting out a scenario and seeing how did they act that out? Did they follow the right did they do the right things in that and acting that out and if they didn't maybe it's that they don't understand this content yet and so okay now I've got more feedback as a teacher and I need to think about how I need to reteach re this or, or what other way could I help them interact with the standards so that they could understand more of, of what they need to know and so that becomes the creativity element of our teachers which that to me that takes more um energy as a teacher than anything else is being creative to not just get in that rut of I'm going to do a PowerPoint I'm going to you know do some fill in the notes you know blanks on notes or whatever and then they memorize it and take a test that's that's pretty easy as a teacher but when you start getting out of that box and saying okay how can I have kids use senses use their senses to understand this content how can we think about this different how can we connect it to the real world that that starts to use some brain power and some energy to to do that job and we also have to think about um, we all have 24 hours in a day mm -hmm. we have the students here about six hours or maybe plus or minus a little depending upon the day is that how do we use that time so when I was teaching in the public school the last year that I was teaching nine weeks of my year was spent in testing or test prep so that is one quarter of the kids' year that I could have spent teaching them instead of teaching them the test. Right. And so it becomes, what do we do with the time we have? So I'm not saying that we don't do the summative assessments. We absolutely do, but it's not the most critical focus. Yeah. We also know that as I've worked with schools around the world, 
you know, somebody will decide. I can remember working with a high school where Shakespeare was always on the test. So we spent a whole year teaching the kids Shakespeare. Well, what was not on the test that year? <laughs> Shakespeare. It's, so it's not about that you can teach the test. Right. What we need to teach them is the process of testing, how to be a good test taker, yeah. but not spend 25% of our curriculum time in testing and prepping for a test but actually spend that time teaching the content, mm. the skills, the, the concepts that kids need to have. Absolutely. And so I think that, that that kind of shift is tough for sometimes parents to understand, and sometimes it's tough for educators to understand too as, as we're helping them focus on the standard and focus on how can we introduce this in a way that that helps the learning take place and then how can I assess it in a new way in a creative way and that just then causes school to look different it causes it to look very different but if we go back and look at things like we do with the future focus and we look at like the McKenzie report which tells us as they interviewed 18,000 businesses this is what I want as a future employer Mm. They want kids with critical thinking. They want students or employees that have critical thinking skills. They're saying, I can teach them the bit of content I need, but I can't teach them to be good people like our lifelong guidelines and life skills do. So what we have to think about is, once again, as you said, that world that we're getting them ready for. And um, at least for me, this is a very different world than even five years ago. Mm-hmm. We're living in a very different place with, with technology and global connections. So we have to think about, are we really getting them ready? So in school, we're still using the Carnegie unit from, from 1906. <laughs> and this, this is about to be 2024. Yeah. Is that, yeah, I don't want to throw away the baby with the bathwater. There are some pieces that are good. We're going to continue to assess kids. But that assessment may look different as it, it has before. Um, we all just celebrated Thanksgiving. And the way my grandmother fixed Thanksgiving versus my mother versus me are yeah. three very different. You might have the same food, but it's a very different prep, a very different idea. Our world is different. Yeah. And so are we actually giving our skills to the students that they need for their future and their world? So we have to look at how much time are we spending on a summative assessment when we could be doing this in smaller chunks with the standards-based grading and letting that brain getting rewarded with, look at the standards I've already gotten. Mm-hmm. I might be struggling with these two, but I've already got these five down. So it's it really rewards that brain and rewards that student to get that growth mindset yeah. that I can do this. And you know that goes back to you know the growth mindset that you talked about you talked about the skills on the McKenzie report and that goes into this understanding of when you see successful people in in life right now you know successful adults even you know older successful adults that are maybe getting near the end of their career a lot of what made them successful was not the content it was not their ability to pass multiple choice tests like you said those many times those were gatekeepers but the things that I bet if you talk to them of what make them successful are exactly what you're talking about. It was they know how to problem solve. They know how to think critically about a situation. They, you know, had problems come up maybe as a businessman or an entrepreneur that they saw the world differently. And because of the way they were seeing the world differently, they were able to come up with a solution. And then that solution, you know, set them up for the rest of their life. And, you know, that's the people that you go to in history when you, you look at the the people that changed the world 
the people that changed the world were able to think critically and they were able to problem solve. Many of them were able to collaborate with, you know, people that knew things they didn't know. And we may only see like Steve Jobs, but Steve Jobs had other people that he worked with to do the things that he either didn't want to do or didn't know, right? And and so he knew how to collaborate. He knew, um, you know, how to use lifelong guidelines and life skills. Now, sometimes they don't use all of them like we would want them to use them, but they, they use what they need to use to get to where they want to be. And so that's teaching those skills of how do you think critically? How do you problem solve? If you can get a person like that in a career, they're going to learn the content at that point, you know, and, and they're going to learn what they need to learn to be successful. But it's, if they can't think critically, if they can't problem solve, if they can't collaborate, if they're not creative, um, if they don't know how to just get along with others, um, that that's really going to put them behind of trying to really be successful out there. And there is not going to be a, a position for them. We have artificial intelligence. We have so much technology that can do things that it might have taken a person to do in the past. Mm. And companies are looking for someone who can take the current knowledge and make it new and come up with a new idea for it. And if we don't teach our kids how to be creative problem solvers, how to have curiosity and wonder about those things in the world, we don't progress. And that's what we need, our students who can think, think creatively. Yeah, these are the facts, and I need to know some basic facts, absolutely. Yeah. But we need to just look at it in a different light. So as we look at assessment, as we look at standards-based grading, yes, we're assessing lifelong guidelines and life skills, because those are just as important that they have those. We're looking at critical thinking, and we are looking at that content. What do they know? What do they understand? What, What are they able to do? And we're doing it in smaller chunks versus just a B in science. Yeah. Well, and, you know, we're creating a world, we're creating them for a world um, that is going to look very different. You know, when we, when I was growing up, you know, you had stuff like the Jetsons, you know, and and I saw a thing the other day that was like, you know, they weren't too far off. It might not look exactly like the cartoon, but, (laughs) you know, the Jetsons had the, the Zoom meetings. And, you know, it was showing all these things that that Jetsons had that, like, we actually do have right now. It just, we don't think about it like that. But as you were saying, there's going to be a world where a lot of what we called entry-level jobs are that, there's still going to be entry-level jobs, but they're not going to look like the entry-level jobs we did. Um, You know, there's already less people working at the grocery store, right? There's the self-checkout lanes. There's... I saw a thing the other day that was like uh, this This store is now going to just pull the truck in and let their the customer come in and stock their shelves too <laughs> as they're checking out their own groceries. Uh, and it was like, yeah, okay, I see it. But, you know, we're not too far off on the technology for a lot of that to be automated. And so some of what maybe people listening thought of as their, you know, first job in high school or first job, you know, while they were in college to kind of help them get through college or whatever, or first job into the real world, that kind of job is not a guaranteed position that's going to be out there for your kids. And so you've got to be able to prepare them for whatever that first job might be for them that you don't even think is going to be around, you know, because you go, oh, that's way too far out in the future. And with the rate that's, that uh, technology is moving, it might not be that far out there in the future. But I like what you said with first job is we have to realize these kids are not going to be our grandparents that had one job for a career, that they're going to have multiple jobs. And because the world is changing so fast, we have to teach them how to think, how to be lifelong learners. So as the world changes, they understand the process of learning, so they're ready to go into their second and their third and their fourth job. 
because that's just how the world works today. So it's not about I go to school and learn one thing and I'm going to do this for 30 years. These kids are going to have multiple careers just because the world is changing quickly and we have to teach them to be that critical decision maker, problem yeah. solver. And if we're changing the world that way, if we're teaching in a different way, we can't assess in the same way because right. we're not assessing the same skills, the same ideas that kids might have needed in the past to be successful. Yeah, I heard a, a person, I think it was Simon Sinek uh, doing a presentation, but he was talking about, um, he was talking to a group of adults and he talked about uh, getting that gold watch and he was like, majority of the room didn't even have a clue what I was talking about because people don't stay in, you know, it used to be, like you said, they'd stay in a career for 30 years or whatever and they get the gold watch on retiring from that, you know, that was like the start of their retirement, right? And it's like, nobody's in the same career that long. <laughs> like nobody gets the gold watch anymore. But that, and it's not a bad thing. And so we, it's, school has to reflect what they're going to to be walking out into and so assessment is a huge part of that standards-based grading is a huge part of that that's why we're talking about that today and so um, this has been a great discussion like I said there's a lot that can unpack here um, and I know that we'll have future conversations where we'll probably unpack even more of this but thank you so much for sitting down and recording today thank you for having me this has been the Ignition Point, Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast where every day we work to help students excel through critical thinking, problem solving, collaboration, and use of our lifelong guidelines and life skills. If you'd like to find out more about Clayton Bradley Academy, you can visit us on our webpage, www.claytonbradleyacademy.org, or you can find us on social media sites at CBA STEM or at Clayton Bradley Academy. We hope you have a wonderful day.